In the last roundtable discussion that I hosted in my Upgrade Your Education Business Facebook group, one thing we all agreed on was that it's useful to use the downtime, so periods when your business might be slow, to work on your business. And we see this phrase, work on your business, not in your business, banded about quite a lot. And although I'll be exploring what working on your business might look like, I will say one thing. Don't feel guilty if you work in your business as well. This rule, so to speak, doesn't apply to all businesses and it doesn't make you any less of a business person if you predominantly work in your business, which, let's face it, is very common in education businesses. But that doesn't take anything away from the value of also working on your business. And if you're a bit confused as to what kind of things you could be working on, I'll be sharing some ideas in this episode. I'll talk about some of the things you can be working on and why they might be useful so that you can make a decision as to how best to use any quieter periods. And I'm intentionally releasing this episode now in December because this is when most education business owners have a dip in client work. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope that you find this episode useful. If you're new to this podcast, each week I share fluff-free, actionable ideas tailored to education businesses that you can mould to suit your needs. And finally, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on iTunes or follow and subscribe on whichever platform you choose. Thank you once again for tuning in. Many education business owners feel quite panicked or worried about some of the seasonal trends that we see very naturally happen in our businesses. For instance, they often brace themselves for holiday seasons because they know that they may not make as much money as they do through the year. This is something that we did talk about in the roundtable discussion that I mentioned at the start of this episode, and if you want to watch that, then the link is in the show notes. It's completely free. But the one thing about these quieter periods is that they actually present an opportunity for us to grow. If you feel like you really need to take a break, those periods give you that time. If you feel like you need the headspace to decide where you want to take your business, then those periods also give you that space to gain clarity. So I'll talk about a few of the things that have really helped me in my business that has taken planning so that you can get some ideas of how you can use those quieter times to really invest in your business growth or to create ways to release time from the busier periods. One of the things that has helped me the most in my business is automating processes and streamlining them as well. Because of the amount of time and stress this has alleviated, I have an entire episode dedicated to it. And if you want to listen, then line up episode nine to listen to next. But the thing with automating and streamlining is that it does take time. It takes time to work out exactly what to automate and streamline. It takes time to work out which apps to choose or exactly how you can streamline. In short, you need quite a lot of thinking time and that's really hard to do when you're busy doing a million other things and that's why it's a really good thing to do when you're not so busy. I help a lot of my one-to-one clients with this and today I'm going to share some of the things I do with them to help them make fast progress. One activity you can start with is to create a manual for every task that's carried out in your business. A lot of people like to call this an operations manual, but to be honest, the name doesn't really matter. It's the content that will help you. 
So when I help people with this, we start by documenting what they do right now and we take one part of their business at a time. For instance, we might start with the start of a client journey and I'll ask them, what are the different ways a client can get in touch with you? For each of those methods, what happens next? And we continue to document this all the way to how they onboard new clients and what they offer people who need time to think about it. To get real success out of this, don't leave any stone unturned. So for example, if people get in touch with you by either emailing you or sending you a message on social media, document exactly what you do afterwards in both scenarios. What this exercise will highlight is whether you're duplicating work and it will flag up any processes that are messy and that will naturally lead to ideas of ways you can streamline or automate. A really common process that needs streamlining is the onboarding of clients. I often find, for example, tuition business owners have quite a lengthy onboarding process. They might ask a client to sign a contract, as well as completing paperwork to get invoicing set up. And then, of course, they need to communicate lesson arrangements and things like important links like your Zoom link. Some signs that might indicate that you need to streamline or automate your onboarding processes are if you find that you're having to chase clients to complete paperwork or if the admin on your side takes more than, say, five to ten minutes. An example of how I streamline this process is all new clients complete a very simple online form so that I can collect the details all in one go. I have my automation set up so that when they submit that form, the details are sent to my accounts package. That means that it takes me about one minute to set up a recurring invoice because the details are already in there. I'm not having to set up a new customer. On that form, I have a link to my terms and conditions and they have to tick a box to confirm that they have read and understood it. That removes the need for me to send them a separate contract and to chase them to sign it. And once they've completed the registration form, that first form I mentioned, I then just send them a welcome pack, which is simply a PDF. In there, I have the link to my terms and conditions again, and I give them all the links that they need. And that's it. They're ready to start. That PDF is sitting there as a template, and I only change one link, and that is my Google Classroom link, because that's what I use for my tuition business. All the other links, like my Zoom link, all stay the same. I have a very similar process when people join the Tutors Mastermind. In fact, when people join, I don't actually have to do anything other than tick a box on my CRM and that triggers everything else which I have automated. Now, this saves me time, not only because I don't have to do a lot of the admin, but also because I don't have to chase people because the process is also very fast and easy for them as well. And that means that if I speak to someone who wants to become a client, they can actually get started immediately or within the hour. That there is just one example, but another area of your business you might want to look at is how you actually deliver certain services. For instance, I speak to a lot of tutors who send reports after every single lesson via email, and that's quite time consuming, and the parents have to also keep a track of it. I personally don't send reports after every lesson, but I do send progress reports at intervals and I just do all of this on Google Classroom. It's the same place that I set things like homework and make lesson notes. And again, this saves me time because everything's in one place and I can actually make those notes or write progress reports while I'm teaching. I often do it while the children are working on a quick task. So once you outline exactly what you're doing now, it becomes much easier to work out a more efficient process. At the very least, you'll be able to highlight things that are potentially unnecessarily time consuming. Now, one side note I'll make is that 
When you're looking for apps to automate tasks, start with your requirements instead of asking for recommendations. Normally, let's say you're looking for an accounts package. People go on Facebook groups and they say, I'm looking for an accounts package. Can anyone make recommendations? And then they just go with the most popular one. But if you start with the recommendations, you risk choosing an app because of its popularity, not because it's genuinely the best fit for your needs. A good way to map this out is by listing all the things you need that app to do for you. Or if you prefer something more methodical, you can create a step-by-step process or a flowchart to map the process that actually needs automated. That will allow you to find the technology that actually fits your requirements instead of choosing technology first and having to make your requirements fit its capability. Another thing that you can work on during quieter periods in your business is your strategic plans. Now, I've intentionally used quite a generic term because all of us have different intentions for our business. But some of the things you might want to think about are where you want your business to go. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean making decisions. For instance, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to decide that you want to run online courses. What this might mean to you is to decide what you want to change in your business in the longer term. So, for example, you might feel that the way you're working at the moment works for now. But in three years time, you don't want to still be working like this. And to really create plans that you can enforce and monitor, try and be as specific as possible about what it is you want to change. I'll run you through an example because I'm aware that I'm speaking very broadly. A very common thing that people tell me is that they feel like they're transacting their time for money far too much and they don't want to keep doing that in the long term. Now, often this leads to the whole passive income conversation, but the truth is creating a passive income stream for our business isn't always quite so easy because anything that we create has to be a good match for our clients. So let's say you work with disengaged learners and you want to create a video resource or downloadable resources. If a learner is disengaged, they're very unlikely to be motivated to learn independently. So that might mean that you go for a blended learning option or something different. And the reason I'm telling you about this example is because with education businesses, finding a clean passive income isn't always so easy. And that means that it needs careful consideration and thinking time, which is why it's one of the perfect things to think about when you have some downtime. So it might be a simple case of you identifying what your ideal working life looks like and then thinking about how you can achieve that while considering your clients. You might also consider ways to reduce your workload or your delivery hours like I did a few years ago in my tuition business and strategize how you can make that happen because it needs planning. For instance, I was teaching five days a week and I knew I wanted to drop down to three days, but I didn't want to take a hit with my income. So I had to come up with a plan of how I could make that transition happen because it wasn't something that I could make happen overnight. I wasn't prepared to just cancel working with certain students so I could release a day. So instead, I actually made a year on year plan when I knew that certain students would naturally finish lessons with me because they've taken an exam, for instance. And I made a clear decision about how many new students I would take, if any, to replace them. I also had different timetables, so I shuffled my timetable around as those students left so that I could condense my work eventually into three days. I also had to think about how I could compensate from a financial point of view. So I did things like increased my prices and set up mini group classes rather than what I was doing at the time where I was teaching one to one, but I only had one large group class. I didn't have time for any others. Now, I'm going to circle back to that point of planning because to make that transition happen, it took me about a couple of years. I really couldn't do it overnight because it had to go through stages. 
It helped me make decisions that helped me move towards that three day week. So I used that downtime to actually really gain clarity on how I could plan for this transition and make it happen. And this really helps you grow your business because at the time I was creating this plan, I had upgrade your education business as an idea. I didn't really know what it was going to look like, but I knew I wanted to do something along these lines. But I had to make space for it because quite honestly, if I had continued my tuition business the way I had been, I never would have the time to run the Tutors Mastermind, to run this podcast and so on. Equally, I wouldn't have been able to do this because I wouldn't have been able to afford to take on fewer clients without my plan. So it really helps you make space for other things in your business or it helps you make space to spend more time with loved ones without taking too much of a hit with your income. So use that downtime to really strategize, to really plan. So I've talked about a few different ideas that will hopefully spark some more ideas for you on how you can strategize in your business so that you know that you're creating short, medium and long term goals and you're working towards them. I really wish I could be more specific for you today, but obviously I can't because this is a podcast. So I know you already know this, but if you do want some clarity, if you want to bounce some ideas around, you are always very welcome to book a free call with me so that we can bounce those ideas and work out how I can best help you reach your goals. Now, something I always do during quieter periods in my business is certain tasks that I just can't make space for during business as usual time. Sometimes these are really practical things like my accounts, which I tend to avoid doing. And some of them are just nice to have. Things like writing a little guide to help some of my clients. So I've decided in the Tutors Mastermind, I'm going to create a little resource bank where they can download a one page sales cheat sheet or an email marketing template. Just quick little things they can grab. Now, the Tutors Mastermind doesn't rely on this, but it's a real nice to have. And during the downtime in my business, well, that's the perfect time for me to start creating these things. So not only can you strategize during these downtimes to help to grow your business, but you can actually enrich what you're already doing. So working on your business is actually really important if you want your business to be something that brings you long-term gain. And when I'm talking about long-term gain, I'm not just talking about money. As you know, I'm in the business of designing businesses because I believe that we need to get what we need out of our businesses personally. Otherwise, we may as well work for someone else. And working on your business in some of the ways that I've mentioned can give you those things. If you set up a business because you wanted a better work and personal life balance, then doing things like streamlining and automating will help you with that because it releases time. If you want a business that works around any personal commitments and gives you flexibility to say travel during the year, then again, that takes planning. So I hope this episode has given you some ideas. And most importantly, if you felt down during quieter periods in your business because you were worried that you weren't earning as much money, then I hope that I've been able to give you some faith that you can use that time as an investment in your business. Because when you make an investment, the principle of it is that you get something in return. And when you take time to plan and strategize and automate and streamline, you will get a lot back in return for that. So as always, thank you for listening and you'll hear from me next week. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.